Whether this morning you're listening in as someone who's on uh, UBM Exec, UBM Advisory, or maybe you've had one year under your belt with UBM, the Christian armor is for all of us. And uh, uh, whenever we think of clothing, we say, well, one size doesn't fit all. But when it comes to the Christian armor, one type fits all. And that whatever stage we are in our Christian lives and in our walk with the Lord, um, this armor is for you and this armor is for me. And uh, wherever we are, wherever we're seeking to be a light and a witness for the Lord Jesus, uh, this uh, armor is for each of us to put on and to live in the good and in the riches of. When I first uh, came around uh, Young Life Circles many years ago, uh, one of the first books that was on the little bookshelf in our Young Life Centre where we met was a book by A.W. Tozer. And I've been greatly blessed over the years uh, with many of Tozer's writings, as I'm sure many of us have. And uh, Tozer says this in one of his books. He says, Sometimes the, uh, a New Testament truth finds its best illustration in the Old Testament. Sometimes a New Testament truth finds its best illustration in the Old Testament. And I think uh, in regards to this passage of New Testament truth, one of the best illustrations in regards to the lessons here is found in the Old Testament story that we read about, or that we read in Exodus chapter 17. Uh, there we read about how the children of Israel, uh, after they have crossed uh, the Red Sea and Pharaoh and his armies have been drowned uh, in the midst of the sea, then it says Amalek came and uh, Amalek came and they fought with Israel in Rephidim. And if you get a chance sometime uh, just to familiarize yourself with the passage, it's uh, Exodus 17, 8 through the 16. And uh, Moses instructs Joshua in that passage. He said, Joshua, tomorrow you choose men and go out and fight with Amalek. And while you're doing that, I and her and Aaron will go up into the mountain and pray with the rod of God in our in my hand. And so uh, as the passage goes, uh, Joshua goes to fight in the valley and Moses, Aaron and her, uh, they go up into the mountain to pray. And the significant thing it tells us in the passage is this, that while Mo, that when Moses held up his hands, Joshua prevailed. But when Moses' hands grew heavy and weary and they fell, then Amalek prevailed. And uh, we read how Aaron and Hur supported Moses' hands as he raised them to God in prayer and why he did that, well, then Joshua won the victory in the valley. And uh, that is really Christian armor 
and prayer seen as working hand in hand. It's the truths coming together and what we're learning in this passage in Ephesians chapter 6. Um, whenever I was uh, just beginning to uh, look at the passage and how it uh, divides out for us, um, what we get in regards to the beginning of the passage, if you have a look there in uh, chapter 6 and verse uh, number 10, it says, Find my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And uh, uh, these verses, just as regards the introduction, we see uh, our approach to Christian warfare. Then, uh, as the passage goes on in verse 11, we read about the armor. And then we read about the adversary. And uh, this evening, uh, Mike will take up some of those, uh, uh, Michael will take up some of those uh, truths in regards to the Christian armor. Whenever we say approach, uh, approach really speaks about our attitude to warfare. Uh, and uh, it tells us in verse 10, we are to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. When it comes to engagement in Christian service, our approach is so important. Sometimes we can uh, rely on our experience or our expertise. But whenever it comes to Christian warfare, this passage teaches us that our approach should be that our strength and our power is in the Lord. Uh, we've got 60 and more years of experience on the beaches. Uh, we've got decades of experience in Christian answer and open air work. And we've got resources and skills around us that we really appreciate from one another. But the truth of Christian warfare is this, whether in a UBM context or in our own churches, we need to be strong in the Lord. And that's the, what Paul begins with. He then not only speaks about our approach to Christian warfare, but then he speaks about our armor. And he tells us in the next verse, in verse 11, to put on the whole armor of God. And then in the same verse, Paul brings before us our adversary. And our adversary is the devil with all his wiles and his schemes and his deceit. And I think probably more in our generation than I've ever been aware of it before, we see around us the schemes and the wiles and the deceit of the devil as we go out into the public space in order to be a witness for the Lord. And whether that's in a university setting or schools or in the various aspects of our beach mission work, the devil is our adversary. We need the whole armor of God and our resources. We are strong in the Lord. Now, um, Whenever Paul speaks about the battle that we're in, he uses the word wrestle. And you get that word there in verse 12. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, 
um, whenever uh, we were growing, or whenever our children were growing up, we had three children, and uh, uh, oftentimes one of the fun items in an evening would be to have wrestling, and one would be on my legs, another would be walking over my back, another would sit on your head, and it was all fun. Uh, and wrestling was a great pastime uh, when the children can wrestle with their father. But in this verse, Paul uses the word against four times, and he speaks about wrestling against. This is not fun. Uh, this is for real. And the battle that we're engaged in, uh, it's for real. Then in verse uh, th- uh, 14, or rather verse 13, he talks about withstanding. And uh, the word withstand simply means uh, to set oneself against. It means to oppose or to resist. And um, we live in a day where toleration is seen as a virtue. And in some contexts it is. But when we think of the Christian armor, and the Christian soldier, we are those who need to resist. We need to oppose. Uh, there's things that we need to set ourselves against. And Paul talks about withstanding in the evil day. And then he speaks about standing, standing up, standing out, and standing by a cause. And to do that, if we're going to resist and withstand, and if we're going to stand up and stand out, and if we're going to wrestle against, we're going to need the armor. And uh, there are six pieces of armor mentioned, and it's not my responsibility this morning to speak of the pieces of armor, but they're uh, laid out for us in the next verses. Now, um, I'm not sure if Vinny's on, but I just give a word of thanks to Vinny for posing for my next picture. Uh, don't be shocked. Um, the Christian armor and um, our loins fortified with truth. That's the first piece. Second one, the breastplate of righteousness. The third one, the shoes of the gospel. The fourth one, the shield of faith. The fifth one, the hamlet of salvation. And then the sixth one, the sword of the spirit. And uh, Michael this evening will speak to us about the pieces of armor. But the interesting thing that you'll notice in the passage, and it's uh, in my Bible, it's a call at the end of verse number uh, 17, where the, ar- the pieces of armor are finished. The verse does not finish with a full stop. In my Bible, it finishes with a colon. In your Bible, it may be a semicolon or a comma. But when Paul speaks about the armor of God, he continues after he has identified the pieces of the armor and he speaks about prayer. And uh, verse number 18, after the colon, the comma, the semicolon of verse 17, he then says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance 
and supplication for all saints. And the truth this morning is this. If we miss prayer, we miss an essential ingredient when it comes to the armor of God. The example of Paul in these verses 18 to 20 and the truth about prayer is where we get the full value of the armor. If we miss the truth about prayer, the armor will not be as effective as it needs to be. And the secret of getting the most out of the armor is that we learn the truth about prayer. Now, in verse 18, Paul speaks about prayer. And the first thing he says, praying always, all times. And uh, then he speaks about prayer and he says, with all prayer and supplication, all kinds of prayer at all times. And then he speaks about all perseverance, with all perseverance and supplication. And then he speaks about all saints. And so whenever we've got our armor on, the truth is this. We need to learn about prayer. Now, when we think about all times, prayer should not be sporadic. Prayer in our lives as a Christian ought to be a habit. It's not an isolated act, but prayer is all times. Then prayer, we need to realize in regards to our Christian lives, and engaged in the Christian warfare, the Christian should live in an atmosphere of prayer. And uh, uh, as one Bible commentator said, prayer is the atmosphere in which we must live and breathe and in which we must put the armor on. Not only that, all kinds of prayer. Um, we teach the children and even in our young people's groups and on the beaches for our prayer times, uh, we learn about prayer, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Uh, when we come to prayer, we come to God with our worship, with the confession of our sins, with our thanksgivings, and with our supplication. And Paul here says, with all prayer, all kinds of prayer, private prayer, public prayer, corporate prayer, spontaneous prayer, seasons of prayer, fasting and prayer. Uh, we have a, we live in a spirit of prayer and uh, prayer should not be just reduced to formal or ritualistic times but rather our praying should be effectual and fervent prayer. It's all kinds of prayers. And it is the spirit in which we put the armor on. Uh, that great hymn that's uh, maybe a past generation now, but one that speaks so well. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Uh, uh, and then it was on stand up, stand up for Jesus, stand in his strength alone. 
the arm of flesh will fail you. You dare not trust your own. Put on the gospel armor, each piece put on with prayer. Where duty calls or danger, be never missing there. And uh, prayer is what we need in order to uh, adorn ourselves with the whole armor of God. Paul then goes on to talk about perseverance in prayer. And uh, the Lord Jesus himself told at least two parables to emphasize the importance and the need of persevering in prayer. In Luke 11, he told the, the parable of the friend at midnight. In Luke 18, he told about the unjust judge and the widow who came before him with her need. And uh, these two parables emphasize to us the need for persistent prayer. And Paul here speaks about all perseverance and supplication. And uh, brothers and sisters, prayer is not an easy thing. We need to persevere in prayer. And uh, we need to, as the Lord Jesus encouraged us, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Perseverance in order to make use of the armor that God has given us. The atmosphere in which we fight is an atmosphere of prayer, a spirit of prayer. And then finally, Paul speaks about all saints. Um, the church and the body of Christ is bigger than you and me. And uh, it's bigger than UBM. And I think the most, one of the great blessings of United Beach Missions is that we are an interdenominational group of the Lord's people. And we need to pray for all saints. And uh, we need to be those, as Paul encourages here, with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. In regards to the armor of God, it's like any piece of clothing. Uh, if you've ever bought a pair of shoes, they might be the right size. They might be the right style, but you need to walk them in. And prayer is what helps the armor of God to fit right. Uh, it's foolish to buy a pair of trainers at eight o'clock in the morning in sports direct and try to run a marathon at nine o'clock in those shoes, you need to wear them in. And the truth about prayer is this. Prayer works the armor in. The loins girded about with truth. Prayer makes the breastplate of righteousness shine. Prayer enables us to put on the shoes of the gospel. Prayer enables us to take the shield of faith and the hamlet of salvation. And prayer enables us to use the sword of the spirit. We need to pray them on. We need to pray them in. Uh, just in finishing, you remember the story of David going to fight Goliath? Uh, David, uh, when he saw, heard the Goliath blaspheming the name of God and the armies of Israel. David said, is there not a cause? And uh, David said, I'll go out and fight this giant. 
and uh, the King Saul is made aware of David's desire to go to fight and Saul gives David his armor. And as David attempts to go in the armor of Saul, he says, I can't wear this. I haven't tested it. And he put that armor of Saul off and he went in the strength of the Lord. David went in this. He was strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And the Ephesians 6 impresses upon us the armor of God, the strength of the Lord, the power of the Lord. The resources are available to us, but they're made real to us when we give ourselves to prayer. Restraining prayer, we cease to fight. Prayer makes the Christian's armor bright. And Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon his needs. Amen. May the Lord bless his word.